0: Good, Good morning, morning millennials. millennials. Welcome back to the shows and happy Wednesday. It is hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you love. And speaking of humping people that I love, it's a girl that I love. It's Jackie. O. hey, latter de lu, screw Lou, de latter, latter de lu. Hello, turdy luhu turdy lou Hoo fa who forest Da doris yes. uh. welcome toasters to this show hopefully the people who wrote this jingle are in litigious no so yeah we'll get into it on friday <laughs> 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 i just want to say about that song that is pervasive in the grinch movies it's always what the who's are caroling, and we know the who's are always caroling, and it's not on the soundtrack. Disgusting. I kind of feel like it's ripe for recording. Nobody really owns it. Oh, it's Maybe kind our of our girls. It's kind of like a legal gray area. Is that what you're saying? It's a legal. It's a murky. It's a jingle. It's it's something that's in the zeitgeist that nobody owns. <clears throat> I absolutely love that. I feel like there are, are songs like that. Like who owns Old McDonald? Somebody for sure, probably Fisher-Price on it, if I had to guess. No, they own uh, that new song that everyone's talking about, you know? What's the song? The animals play, the animals play, the animals play all day. There's this mat, the monkey play. There's this mat that, like, everybody, it's viral if you have a baby right now. I didn't have it for Harry, but then I saw that Girlie's posting it, so I got it. And Charlie loves it, and it will, it can keep transitioning as babies get older, and it has original music on it. It's about 25 minutes of music, songs you've never heard before, but they will get inside your head, and and they will not leave your head. Well, let me say that I do love my job more than anything, but if I had to be doing something else, I would want to be in the music department of, like, a big children's company, whether that's, like, Hasbro, Fisher-Price. I'm not particular. I feel like the collaborative process is amazing in those companies, and I think we, you know, we would be doing really important work together. No, you would be very good at that. I do feel as though that's your calling that you've missed. And instead, you're sitting here with your girl. Yeah. Or I would be one of those, um, you know, music class for kids where they have like a guitar player, a singer, and then like somebody handing out scarves. I would be one of those people. Oh, yeah. If you didn't quite make it at Hasbro. Yeah, yeah. That would be the fallback. I feel like that's like the most fun, but also torturous job. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I feel like for me, my missed calling was being a bat mitzvah dance motivator. I completely agree. When we were watching your bat mitzvah video on family vacation, now I'm not, you know, my joints are old and creaky. creaky. But at a, at a point in my life, like, that was my calling. I could I can get the crowd moving and going. Let me ask you a question, because I haven't been to a bat Mitzvah in many, many years. But yeah. I know in the day and age we grew up in, when you did the bat mitzvah circuits in seventh and eighth grade, every bat mitzvah worth its salt had a DJ with a bunch of motivators. They were like these young, kind of 20-something, very fit boys and girls wearing all black, whose job it was to like, hype up the crowd, get the you know the conga line started. It was kind of a thankless job. Is that still part of Bas Mitzvah trend Culture, I don't know why it wouldn't be. But please let us know in the comments. Are the motivators still employed? Or have they been taken over by AI? Yeah, I don't know why. I just feel like it's a thing of the past. I hope it's not. But also, I would love a documentary on that. Because I I, I know now, like those 20-somethings were like drunk. And they were like fucking uncles and cousins and stuff at bat mitzvahs. Like I know that now. But back then, I didn't know. Like, I think there was an an underbelly, like a subculture of the Bas Misva motivational dancers and what was going, what was really, what was the real party? Do you think they were doing drugs? No, 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 no. That's the sort of thing that will get you fired. We won't tolerate that here. I actually think even sneaking alcohol, like, would be, you know, a demerit. But it's the kind of job that literally requires drugs and alcohol. For sure. But not if you're a natural at it. Like, for me, I wouldn't need drugs and alcohol, which is why it's my calling. For me, like, the only way I would survive even one bat mitzvah is with, like, a massive amounts of drugs and alcohol. Like, I would need Adderall, cocaine, like, it's hours and hours of dancing. Bat mitzvahs are, like, five hours. That's insane. I feel like maybe there are different levels of DJ companies and maybe the most elite have those who are most naturally gifted Mm -hmm. and they don't need performance-enhancing substances. And maybe, like, the lesser tiers, it's, like, cracked-out motivators. Cracked, DJ Cracked Out. DJ Crack. Crackio. DJ Crackio. That, that would be the name of your company that employs like a bunch of, you know, um, like Adderall Riddle teens. It would be called Crackio like- Productions. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> only because, not that, I, that, that that's the type of environment you would harbor, but only because it's a great name. Yeah, yeah. And then I would have to live up to the name. Yeah, yeah. and no Like, ugh. are you excited for like that part of your life? Like, When your kids are grown, like they're doing the bar mitzvahs and like you obviously go as an adult and the kids go for like the kids, but you go because you're friends with the parents. Like it's kind of like it's the two journeys in life. You know, you're either a guest of the bar mitzvah boy or the bar mitzvah boy's parents. Yeah, because otherwise you don't go to bar mitzvahs. Just like I haven't been to a bar mitzvah in since Margo's. No, you're either 12 or 40. Like that's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it seems like a ball, like getting yeah. to be at a party, all dressed up, and then yeah. your kids are there, too. But it's definitely like a diff- a next chapter. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's like, oh, I guess I'll be older. Wiser. Crackier. Yeah, like 40s, yeah. Crackier. 40s. Ooh. So we've got a great show today. Let's do a little housekeeping. You know, it's Wednesday, which is a huge day here at The Toast. Normally, we would do our Dear Toasters, our advice segment that... We literally got over like 700 submissions last week. Like people are desperate for our knowledge. for real? Dead serious. I did kind of. We always say we don't get it. I did hound people last week being like, where the hell are you? And they showed up. So we'll do that. But we're going to do it tomorrow because last night was the premiere of Vanderpump Rules. We're going to do a little TV recap, even though there's literally nothing to say. We will talk about it at the end of today's episode. we'll uh, We'll bring back the TV recaps because Vanderpump Rules is on. So housekeeping will go as such. Wednesday, Vanderpump Rules. Thursday, dear Toasters. Friday, Weenie of the Week. And Queenie. And Queenie. Can't only be negative, Turdy. I can. But we have to try, at least. And, you know, another week has gone by where I have a million candidates for Weenie of the Week, and I can't scrounge up one measly person for Queenie of the Week. Well, maybe today your Queenie will come through. Perhaps. Perhaps not. We have great stories. I don't know for sure because I did not choose them, but I know that there was a new episode of New Heights – Yes, I actually don't know if anything they said made it to Fast Five. So they have to. They really like didn't say anything. I watched. Yeah, like oh, here's you know, Mister Kelsey father's nickname for Taylor. Yeah, dude. like there really wasn't. And, it's, much. and it turns out to be like Tay. No, I just want to say we got so much on Sunday. It's like we can't complain. But I was kind of, for me, like the new episode of New Heights, like what would come from it was a life raft to get through the week. And now that I'm here, like I'm drowning. There was nothing. There was nothing. And I think their strategy is to talk about it on the show, but not in a way where they're actually saying anything because they don't want to actually divulge too much. So people are picking up scraps. Jason calls Taylor a part of the family as engagement looms. Right. And he literally didn't. He just said the family, mom, dad, (laughs) day. Yeah. Or he probably said like chief's family. Yes. Friends and family. (laughs) So... So that was tough. But, and I sent you this story. But I respect that they still get on the pod. They still do their job. They don't ignore it. They address it. But I also respect that they give us nothing. It's an art. It really is an art to talk about something without saying anything. Word salad energy. Word salad. (laughs) Yummy, yummy. But the key to a word salad is to not let people know that it is a word salad. So And true. you only realize after when you've eaten it, like, hey, oh, I had a salad. And I do think people watched the episode and like felt like they got stuff and they felt fulfilled, even though it's, you know, they're literally being gaslit because there was nothing in the episode. So you're right. right. It was a successful word salad. Because sometimes when you're, there's nothing more painful than listening to an obvious word salad that's a jumble of words that don't lead anywhere. Agreed. That's a failed word salad. And we all know who we're talking about. I literally don't know Were your headphones not plugged in again no they were i just plugged my computer into oh, charge okay. oh my god getting yelled at i don't know who you were just like subtly referring Who's the to queen of word salads olivia no no that's that's rude is it i feel like olivia would agree she's quite verbose yeah she's verbose she's salad like but her salad has protein and and cheese and things yes, yes. but there's a lot of lettuce there is, there is. Okay, who's the queen of word salad? That's so funny that you don't have the same association of a word salad. Were you going to say Taylor? Taylor who? Swift? No. Yeah, no. I, I literally don't know who you're talking about. Really? Is it me? No. Oh my God, you're not thinking broadly enough. Think in like a more global context on a very big stage. Kamala Harris? Like I literally... Yes! Oh! <laughs> I was literally like, I don't, but it's not really like a global stage, but I guess. Yeah, yeah. She does give word salad energy. But, you know, at at some point, like. She's the master chef of a word salad, except she, it's not. She's the, Gordon, tasty. she's the Gordon Ramsay for sure. Yeah, but like she's botching. But, she, she, but Jackie, she also has like a team of people who wrote, who created, who chopped no, the salads for her. That's even scarier because her word salads are not successful word salads in the sense that you didn't, you know, you're eating a salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, I, all I was trying to say was about the how we got on the sports salad train. The stories, while New Heights Word salad, there is kind yummy of yummy. There is a story today that, at least for me, might be the most important thing we'll ever discuss here on the Toast. Okay, is it one of the one that you sent me? Yes. Oh, actually, you sent me like three. Sort of. So Well, at first I was sending you like things that I thought you would enjoy. I wasn't suggesting. But then I sent you a story from People Magazine regarding Tariq El Musa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Do you want that to be the first one? I actually think it is that important. Like, dead seriously. And for those who might be new here, this is a part of Toast Lore. This is like a... Toast history. It is a running like, joke, but it's not a joke to me. Like, to me, it's very serious. It is something I haven't stopped thinking about since 2016 and I haven't stopped talking about since 2016 and for the first time ever we have an update that's why you stay committed to the things that you care about you need answers for yeah okay so let's get into the stories without further ado well we're already talking about them so I don't want to like double dip okay wait let me think what like what did I want to share I had steak for dinner I saw Zach Shapiro like (laughs) (laughs) Let me think. Let me think. I had so many. I guess I could share that I'm still sick, but my voice has changed and I think it's like a nice voice. Um, And I'm in the process of like weaning from breastfeeding. So I'm just like in pain. And it's like, it's such a slow process. And I think I might have like skipped a step. So I'm, I'm suffering. I didn't know that. That's kind of like a big deal. Why didn't you share that? I thought I did. You were like, have been saying that you're going to do it, but not that you're starting it. It takes weeks if you want to do it right. So I'm probably like two weeks away from being done. But this is kind of a, a a step backwards. Oh, another because I feel like I should have pumped midday yesterday and I skipped it. But I literally didn't have the time. When was I supposed to pump? Do you need me to fly down and suck out? You have a little. You have a little. What's it called? Block? What's it called? No. I, uh, Clog. clog and I think I've said this on the toast before but the thing about clogs is in the year since I've had Harry and Charlie like the science on clogs has completely changed like it used to be you know put heat on yes. it because they thought it was an actual clog and now they're like no it's a swelling so put cold on it like the actual exact opposite like and, and now they say like take Advil and put cold whereas before it was like by the way do you do cabbage opposite. So I never did cabbage before, but I've heard that it really works and I'm going to be getting some cabbage today. All my girly friends, like who have, they were talking about it the other day, like everybody does cabbage. It's like the thing. You just do it. Like it works instantly. Yeah. For your friends, did they breastfeed at all? Yes. But they wanted to be done. Yes. Because some people who don't want to breastfeed at all, like the week that they give birth, they do cabbage so that their milk doesn't come in or they do like ice packs. There might have been someone in the group who did that too, but I know it was like a mixed bag of girlies when it came to their breasts aren't we all a mixed bag of girlies when it comes to our breasts? Ain't that the truth. So I'm going to do cabbage and also I. what's working out for me is when you're sick, your supply lessons. Oh, that's And nice. usually when I'm sick and breastfeeding, I don't take medication because those medications are drying to dry out your nostrils, but they also dry out your breasts. But now I can take that medication intentionally to dry, to dry out. That's it's fabulous. Not Before we dive in, there was something I wanted to do. I wanted to use my platform for good. Ooh. so Jackie and I have started like this little campaign just, you know, in our community. We really think that our older sister, Olivia, should get a dog and not just any dog. Like her and her husband have spoken about getting like a Bernese Mountain dog. And we're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, Like there's only one breed that we really would consider. And I think that we should use our platform for good. And I think we should start, you know, an initiative to anyone who's like a dog parent. And also like Olivia has two kids. Like she's a lot going on. It's not like, you know. She doesn't want a dog for no reason. Like she's a lot going on. But I think like everybody should really kind of like share their stories about how the dog enhanced their life and how their kids love the dog so much. And maybe like drop a comment on YouTube or send Olivia a message. Like I just think the power of the toast can convince her. I don't think so. She's so stubborn. We're all so stubborn. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not stubborn. You're stubborn. The satchel is stubborn. Who do you think is the most stubborn in the family? I don't think you're stubborn by the way. You don't? No, you're a lot of things, but you're not stubborn. No, I'm kidding. You're a lot of things, you know, beautiful, kind, caring, generous, charitable. Sure, sure. I, yeah, I don't think I'm super stubborn, but sometimes I can be. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, who's the most stubborn? Satchel. Mm-hmm. But you're pretty bad, too. Really? I feel like I'm so open to, like, I, I acknowledge my stubbornness, but you never I know like, that, like, I'll no be matter stubborn how many against signs, something, but in a year from now, like, I know I'll, I'll say, it. Right, like, but, like, why can't you just do it not in a year like from what? now? Like what? Like what? I feel like I've gotten so good. Like, if I told you something that you would love right now, you don't go and do Tell it. Tell me. You don't trust. Tell me. Maybe I have, what have a I reason. trying to get you to do? Maybe I have a reason, like... Like, you were... What? Like, you were stubborn against beef stew. Okay, fine. I'll give you that I'm stubborn against food. I have like a food thing. I have issues with like certain foods. That's to me like a biological. Fine, I'll accept that. But when I say "Turdie, you're gonna love this. Like can't you just trust our girl? I feel like I do trust you. I tried your beef stew. (laughs) Like what more do you want from me? You guzzled it. What more do you want from me? I ate the beef stew and I loved it. And I said I was wrong. Like my God, is is that what a stubborn person would do? No, no, I'm not asking that. I'm asking for the next recommendation I give you that you try it at once, not at last. I feel like the first opportunity I had to try beef stew, I did. Well, you want me to go make my own wing it after. Poo-poo. And I just want to say, I didn't poo poo beef stew. I poo pooed just like the frequency in which we were talking about beef stew. But the thing is, we're doing important work. Like I get tagged in beef stews all the time. Same. People are using beef stew to up their supply. People are using beef stew to get pregnant. It's a very nourishing food, and it's important that we do that sort of work here, Dirty. Should I make beef stew for my book club? Yes, I'll they, send you the real. No, I... You have to follow the real. I I've I pretty much like dead set on like catering. Actually, I met a, uh, a DM with a toaster yesterday who's like a kosher chef. And she's like, let me let me just like cook it and like drop it off at your house. That sounds amazing. Or Ben could make the beef stew because he helped me and he knows stew. Yeah. I helped you too. And I could just watch our Patreon vlog at patreon.com slash the toast. You could. I, if I wanted to, I could. It's a good vlog. You should all watch it. I also wanted to update everyone on something that like I feel for so many months I was talking about endlessly and then I just kind of stopped talking about it. My eye twitch. And I do want everyone to know like it is still omnipresent. Like extremely. When we went away on vacation, it, it went away a little bit but not so much. And it's definitely lessened but I still have an eye twitch. Same eye, same area, same everything. And like sad. that's what I'm living with. Yes, yeah, Sad. <laughs> sad sad. When I climb into bed, I start feeling sad. Suddenly, I miss my mom and my dad. Without Nintendo, (laughs) right? Right. And this is just a great reminder that this podcast is hosted by not one, but two female authors. Jackie wrote an absolutely, just truly like chilling, groundbreaking, borderline heartbreaking children's book called The Camper and the Counselor. You can get it on Amazon or wherever you get your books. It's called The Camper and the Counselor by Jacqueline Osh, Actually, Jackie, kind of weird you didn't use your government name on the cover. Well, I, I used my known name. So much smarter, but like it's just kind of crazy, you know? I know, but it was You used a your choice. stage name. Yeah. It's my stage name. I didn't use my married name either. I went with the name that like the people know me by. And my book is also by my stage name. Um, Both my stage names, Girl With No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. It's a memoir. It's an autobiography. It's 240 pages. It's really a light read. People are saying it's kind of their, you know, favorite book of the past 10 years. That's just what people are saying. And you can also get it on Amazon. Again, it's called Girl With No Job by Claudia Ashray. I think you'd enjoy both of those. You know, something for everyone in your life. I feel like not enough people know that we're authors. No, I agree. And you know, not to, I just feel like I'm always bringing up Tink's, like wherever I am, but she's kind of like, like I'm inspired by her and I was watching her stories and I realized like she's always talking about her book and I'm like, I need to talk about my book more. Like I always, I forget that I'm a published author and Tink's helped me see that in myself, you know? I think the same thing, like I'll see the book on the shelf and I'm like, I need to talk about this book more. No, I'll see the book on the shelf and I'll be like, things I did that (laughs) (laughs) things I did that I actually in my time hop like I see all the stuff for pictures of like getting the book ready like a year ago I was picking out the size I had like pictures of like a bunch of different books so it's all very exciting how yeah the difference a year can make we're women in comedy we're women in podcasting we're women in publishing we've been women in publishing though on both sides this podcast is like an episode of younger as readers and as authors. Yeah. I also think like going back to a conversation from 30 minutes ago, jobs like we could do. I actually, people ask me all the time, like if you weren't doing this, what would you do? And I always have like jokey answers. But I actually do think I would really enjoy working at like a Reese's Book Club or like a and publishing a house. And being like something, like maybe a tastemaker in the in the literary arts. Yeah, I think I could be a good reader, like read books and recommend them or decide if we want to publish them or decide if they're going to be the book of the month. You would be like the junk pile coordinator at a publishing house. What is that? Didn't you watch Younger? They have a junk pile where like all these manuscripts end up either people send them in or they came from someone else. And every now and then like you'll find like a diamond in the in the junk stack, but nobody wants to touch the junk stack. So it's literally just like this big pile in the corner of the office. Yeah, no, that's what Dana's, calling is that she missed because she reads really quickly she has really great taste and that's her calling I love that I'm glad that she has a book club podcast where she can at least channel some of flex that channel some of that but it's sad when people miss their calling just like you and I bringing it back to the top of the show I do feel like I miss my calling dead seriously like when it comes to having a career in music it is my dream I really need to release some more music even though like you know Did you see Kate Hudson released a song? I did, and I'm so glad you brought that up because like a fun fact about Kate Hudson, she reminds me a lot um, of Gwyneth Paltrow in the sense that like they're both known for being actors. However, they both have amazing singing voices, and I believe they were both on Glee. So that's how I discovered that they both sang, and I think that was like the one opportunity they got to like do both things that they love. And I've always known that she's saying there's actually a viral video of her singing, I think the National Anthem or something. People are always shocked to find out she has an amazing voice. And I think she finally was just like, fuck it. What if I just released a song? Yeah. And it's like a bop. Yeah. I love it. I love that first. She didn't like do like major promo for it. I think it's actually just truly a passion project. And I think her man's is like a music producer. So they probably just like made it in the house. Classic stuff. That's a dream. Yeah. Being married to a music producer who has like a studio in the house that you can use like to make music but also record your podcast. Also another, like Jackie Schimmel. Like, but that is probably, like I'm not a jealous person. Actually, I am. But there are a few things like in life that make me really, really jealous. And Jackie Schimmel being married to like a very successful music producer who has a studio in his own house that then like he helps her like soundproof her studio. Like, like that's a dream. And then he's also responsible. I think he wrote like, I forget which One Direction song it was, but like a really good one. I live for you, I long for you, Olivia. So one of those. Wait, shouldn't it be called Jackie then? Wow. Then maybe it wasn't that. I think it was, um, <laughs> would she be my queen since we were 16? 16. We, we want, want the same, want things. same things. I feel like I should just look it same up. Dreams, all right. This but is I, more fun. I would say it's just more fun to like kind of scroll through the category. Because I remember I was like, like singing that song once on Instagram. She's like, by the way, did you know my husband did this song? I'm like, no. It was like the craziest thing I ever learned. Like that to me, like that's something to be jealous of. And I think being jealous is okay as long as it's something worthy, you know? Yeah, and as long as you don't act in an unfair. way No, I'm not gonna steal her husband. Yeah, no, we're like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, as long as it doesn't drive you to do bad things. Yeah, no, I would never, I would never. What's something you're jealous of? I was just saying yesterday, and, and like I'm jealous of Shannon's productivity. Oh, I'm jealous of Shannon's house. I'm jealous of yeah, just Shannon's get up. I'm jealous that Shannon wakes up at the time she wakes up naturally and yeah. starts her day and has a coffee. Like if I could get up at that time, I could get so much more done. I guess it just depends. Like I'm actually jealous of like a lot of things in Shannon's life in particular. Like I'm jealous of her body, I'm jealous of her house. I'm jealous of her clothes. I'm jealous of her sense of style. Like it's one thing to be able to buy nice things, but it's another thing to like style them and put cool them way. together. Yeah. I'm yeah, but, but Shannon's also like when you meet her, I actually understand why people maybe like would meet Shannon. Before they meet her and like dislike her because she's there's so much in her life that's to be envious of. But then yeah. you meet her and like you can't help but be truly happy for her and like realize she has all these things because she deserves them, you know, and she like earned them. Totally. Ugh, hate hate her. Yeah. Great. Anything else jealous of? Today? Oh my god. Today I don't know, but in general, yes. Like I'm a I'm a very I'm constantly I need to, that's something I need to work on actually not to keep bringing up tanks. but when we were together she was like. We were having a really deep conversation. And she was like, what's like your least favorite part of yourself? And I was like, my thighs. And she was like, no, no, no. Like, personality-wise. You skinny wise. legs. Yeah, by the way. I was, I was making a joke. Oh. She was, she was like, <laughs> personality-wise. And I was like, I really am like a jealous person. And it's like a really poor quality. And she was like, yeah, you should fix that. <laughs> I feel like, yes, you could fix that. Or I think if you're honest about it. Yeah. It becomes like a funny thing. And it's not so dark. So true, but I feel like people who harbor jealousy and like just act like don't vocalize it, don't make a joke about it, and just like act out. It's so such out a good point. of jealousy. That's like, like that's dark with envy. But being like, you could turn your jealousy into like complimentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so. And true. there's no. There are a few things that like if you're jealous of someone having, why not go and get them for yourself? So true. Of course, not a music producer husband. No, not that specific I I could, one. I guess I could turn my alarm on at 6 a.m. Yeah. And clean my closet. Right. There are certain things like within your grasp. Right. My part feels off. It's like bothering me. It looks but good. Thanks, girly. Okay. I do feel. Do you? now? I feel. It is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know. And the Fast Five Stories that you need to know are brought to you by Drizzly. Picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends... For the big game, it's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Boo! You start to sweat, your friends start to turn on you, you're forced to go on a last-second drink run, and you end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Terrifying, isn't it? Well, luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, and then get them delivered right to your watch party. You can also compare prices across multiple stores in your area. You can find the best deals on game day drinks and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app to get Drizzly... Or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. You must be over 21. It's not available in all locations. And I want to say, probably one of my favorite things about drizzly is that in certain areas, you can get Spritz Society on drizzly. So when you're crushing spritzes or whatever it is that you're drinking this... Actually, no, it's next weekend. Excuse me for the big game. Make sure to have drizzly downloaded on your phone. Like, don't be irresponsible. Things can, you know, sometimes... You you, you miscalculated how many drinks you were going to need. You're human. It's fine. Like, you were doing a lot. Have the Drizzly app. You can download it, D-R-I-Z-L-Y. You can also go to drizzly.com. You must be over 21. It is not available in all locations. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com, D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be over 21. Not available in all locations. Today's episode is also brought to you by the new Lionsgate movie, Scrambled. So Scrambled is a heartfelt yet hilarious journey of self-discovery and self-love. It's written, directed, and stars Leah McKendrick, who is, quote, among IndieWire's top female filmmakers to watch this year. Super excited about this new Lionsgate movie. It's called Scrambled, and I feel like it's really for the toasters. I think it's kind of a really relatable journey that the character's going through. Um, Perhaps one that you've gone through or you're currently going through, that journey of like Being single, not minding so much, but knowing your biological clock is ticking and like wanting, you know, maybe wanting kids one day, not being so sure, feeling like you have to grow up overnight. That's exactly what happens in this movie. So the quintessential eternal bridesmaid Nellie Robinson, who's played by Leah McKendrick, is constantly finding herself between weddings, baby showers, and bad dates. So when she begins to feel like the clock is ticking, she is faced with bleak romantic prospects. Nellie decides to freeze her eggs, setting her on an empowering journey to a brave new world where she ultimately discovers the one she's looking for might just be herself. Film Threat sells, says it's brilliant storytelling. You can learn more, watch the trailer at lionsgate.com slash movie slash scrambled. The trailer will give you chills. Also, it has my favorite song in it, uh, Love Myself by Haley Steinfeld, which is like such a good song. Like, And I feel like it's emblematic of the theme of the movie. That's a song that you should have recorded. Okay, I'm so glad you brought that up. I want to talk about that in one second. Great. The movie Scrambled is in theaters February 2nd. It is rated R. Grab your gal pals. <laughs> Excuse me. Go by yourself. February 2nd, Lionsgate movie, Scrambled, is in theaters February 2nd, rated R. Um, it's so funny that you said that that's a song I should have recorded. Both times when I, I, for those who maybe don't know, I released two Grammy Award uh, winning songs. And but at the very beginning of the creative process of both of those songs with the producers and the songwriters, the song that I cited, like that I wanted it to be like, message-wise, sound wise melody wise was love myself by Haley Steinfeld. totally and then the other song that you should have written is brave by jesse j uh actually you should have written that song because i don't even know that song no no if you listen to it will you listen to it quickly uh have we learned nothing from friday oh, frick. we can't frick. be playing songs on this podcast anymore Frick frack. But anyways, the song is like one of my favorite songs. It's called Brave by Jessie J. By the way, shout out to Jessie J. She's one of my favorite people on the planet. She's so criminally underrated. She's so criminally talented. Like she's the best singer ever. She's such a great songwriter for herself and for other people. And now she's literally, from what I see on Instagram, the most amazing mom. Mom. Like nobody is happier to be a mom. I just love watching people who like love motherhood. And I love her. It's also fun to watch someone who... Like motherhood didn't come easy to, mm-hmm. and who wanted it for so long, and I think I heard her say in an interview once she kind of came to terms with like the fact that that was not going to be her future. Um, so somebody who wanted it so bad and then got it, like it's it's beautiful to watch. It really is. She's a fun follow, and I want new music from Jesse J. Agreed, but also like enjoy your life. True. Not me putting pressure on a new mama. It's so true. Mamas, get her. <laughs> no, get her. Our first story. Okay, this Tarek, is huge news. Tarek El Moussa finally tells his version of the gun incident that ended his marriage to Christina Hall. So Tariq El Moussa has his memoirs coming out called "Memoirs of a Tariq. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called actually? Flip Your Life: How to Find oh, Opportunity. God, enough with Flip. How to Find Opportunity in Distress in Real Estate, Business, and Life. Of course, it had to be Flip Your Life, but I just feel like. It could have been memoirs of a flipper. No, it really should have been memoirs of a Tarek. Memoirs of a Tarek. He's telling his side of the story of the 2016 incident involving a gun that led to their divorce. So when the pair split became public in December, it was revealed that they'd actually secretly separated seven months earlier during an altercation in which Tarek fled into a nature area with a pistol after what he called a blow-up fight with Christina. This now, was in 2016. Just, let me say, like, why this has such historical significance to me. I obviously, like, during 2016, like, I was really involved in HGTV culture. Like, obviously, I stay, I came for Chip and Joe, stayed for Chip and Joe, and then I found, you know, some other couples. And Christina and Tarek were, like, this low-budget West Coast version. They had the worst style. Their show was horrible. But, like, they were so basic. Like, and it was just... It was interesting to watch them try to be Chip and Joe when like they never were going to be Chip and Joe ever in their lives. Like they didn't have one creative bone in their body. All of their houses look the same white subway tile. And they were just like this weird couple. And I just started to like follow them and stuff. And then like this story comes out that there's this crazy altercation at their house. Tarek has fled the home. They live in the mountains or like there's a mountain range behind their house. He flees to the mountain with a gun. The kids and the wife are in the house. There's like a helicopter looking for him. It was the craziest story, and then nobody ever talked about it ever again. And I was like, wait. They ended up getting divorced a few months later, but then the show went on as like, you know, co-parenting, flipping and flapping, And it was just like, are we never going to talk about the gun and the mountains? And it has been years of waiting for an answer. And now we have one, and honestly... There's two sides to every story, and there always are. So Christina called 911, and police flooded the park as quickly as it devolved. It was over, the incident and their marriage. In the book, he writes that after a heated argument, he, quote, went out to our backyard in Yorba Linda and hopped over the fence. On that much, the exes agree, But his explanation as to why differs. He says rather than fleeing, he was craving exercise and wanted to scout the trails near the house after having recently purchased some new mountain bikes. The neighboring Chino Hill State Park is a habitat for wildlife, including mountain lions and bobcats. So he brought along what he calls an insurance policy, a 38 caliber pistol. He says he'd received his California concealed carry license a few weeks prior. When a helicopter appeared overhead, he recalls he thought there was an emergency, possibly a wildfire, but he quickly realized it was for him. He said a police officer leaned out of the helicopter, pointing a rifle at me. Dust swirled around me from the spin of the blades and a loudspeaker crackled, get your hands in the air. More police in off. road vehicle swarmed the officer in the helicopter miraculously recognized him i heard an officer shout Tariq. i screamed back yes i'm the guy from tv what are you guys doing they lowered their weapons i and feel like and the s- police officer probably got his name from, from the Tarek. wife who called the police yeah not because he was a big hgtv fan yeah they recognized you because you were the person they were looking for they recognized you because you had a gun they recognized you from the wanted poster yeah <laughs> They recognized you from the pictures your wife sent of you. But it, literally, Tarek is me if I ever stormed into the mountains <laughs> with a gun. No, you, Tarek is you if you're ever under arrest. They recognized me. Oh, but but they take a mugshot. Paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just want to say, I don't believe a word of Tarek's, like out of Tarek's mouth so convenient first of all you hop the fence like you only hop a fence when you're in the heat of a moment obviously something happened at the house it was like a something escalated and he probably wanted to like blow off some team maybe he did bring the gun for wildlife that's possible but him acting like he was going to get exercise to you know look for some trails for his new mountain bike but he also just happened to like get into a fight with his wife like it just makes no sense like sorry well maybe he was like planning on looking for trails and he was like had in the back of his mind, okay, I'll do that later. But then he got into a fight with his wife and he was like, it's a good time to look for trails. <laughs> I just wanna say <laughs> I like to believe people. And I don't. And whether or not this is true, it's an amazing explanation. Because Oh, now, that's so funny. I completely disagree. Oh, it looks I, so stupid. Maybe, I feel like the word exercise is a little juvenile vague no it's like okay maybe that word it can mean a lot of things if, if he had said like just to blow off some steam but like to use the word blow off some steam and then have a gun on you is a little scary so I'm sure the editor said we'll say exercise <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> but if that's the case he wanted to just like get out get into nature you know, blow off steam really and he brought his gun for the Wildlife, like so, I do want to say I believe that he brought his gun for the wildlife. Like I actually do believe that California has like coyotes and shit. Like I believe that part of the story. I do think there are nuggets of truth, but him saying that he left the house for any other reason than the fact that he was angry, he got into a fight with his wife, and he just wanted to blow off the scene like is a lie. Who hops a fence? Well, so he's saying he got into a fight with his wife, and he was craving exercise due to maybe the fight with his wife. Like, it's just a milder way of saying what you're saying. It's a very convenient, it's a a manipulation of language. Yeah. But it's a good one. I, like, I have respect for this. Where's where's memoirs of a Christina? I need to hear her side of the story. She's never spoken out. All she did was call the police because her husband stormed off angry with a gun. I feel like if this is wildly untrue, she'll find a way to tell the other side of the story. But it's the father of her children. They've it's moved eight past years it. Years ago, she's married twice over now. Like maybe she'll be like, oh, Tariq also like really went through it after this. Like everybody was team Christina because Tarek's in the mountains with a gun, <laughs> and he like drank himself silly. He was Did said he? he was living in yeah he um. He talks about the aftermath of the split as physical and emotional hell and writes of hiding out on his boat, drinking himself unconscious and going through extreme withdrawal from the testosterone he'd been taking until friends stepped in to get him to a rehab facility. He said what in the wake in of the-, the s- world? Testosterone he, he, withdrawal? Yeah, that comes up again. Um, when he talks about it, he said, I hold nothing against Christina. I understand why she did what she did. We had a lot of hard years through my sicknesses and my mental health struggles from the testosterone. So- testosterone abuse is maybe... I didn't know you could a, abuse testosterone. Or maybe he has... Um, like I clearly, know a lot of Clearly men- you have to read the book to understand his struggles with testosterone. Like this is just one... He probably yes. references it throughout the book. But right, that like is... I know men take testosterone to like jack up. To, it's like a really good thing for their health. And as far as I know, it's not addictive. So I don't know how you can... No, I mean, I have no idea. I'm just, or maybe yep. he has, like, naturally low levels of testosterone, so he has to take more, and then, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not even going to start to think about, like, or Fear speculate us. on how you can, like, deal with testosterone. But if you're having withdrawals. Excuse me, what? He had testosterone withdrawals. Leave me alone. Withdrawals. <laughs> I'm a phonetic swirly. It, is, it also is an extremely hard word to say, like, Withdrawals is how That's I say like, it. I think on Redheads, I said the word drawers. No, we had this conversation on the Toast Jacket about drawers.
1: Oh. Like okay. about so, how it's
0: like undies, a cabinet. For sure. So I just want to let you know, like withdrawal falls under the category of drawers. So you make, like it's redundant to make fun of me. Okay. It's redundant. <sighs> I can't lie. I don't feel uh, like an overwhelming sense of peace. Like I thought I might after you know, finally getting a follow-up after eight years. Tariq could never give you peace, Turdy. No. I do feel more confused than ever. I feel like, honestly, now I feel less at peace. I want to hear from Christina. But you're right. Christina and him, like, are co-parenting. There are some lines you don't cross. Let him tell his, like, silly little story and his silly little memoir that no one's going to read. And I think Christina probably holds on to the fact that people won't believe it. And I also feel like for you, Turdy, this story is such a core part of the makeup of Turdy. It's so, it's so true. That no matter what he says, like, you can't let it go. Who would you be without it's, this story? No, I have so much riding on this particular story. So all that to say, I stand with Christina. Yeah. And everyone did. But it's Tarek's turn to tell his story. Tarek's basically saying, me. They should have called the book Tarek's Turn. No, we could have come up with such a better name than what was it? Flip or flop? Flip your life? Yeah, I guess he's trying to be like you know macho investor man. Like it's trying to be like a business book, so it's not it's not really a memoir. It's more like it'll probably fall under the advice how to miscellaneous column. How to flip your life? Right. So I like, think it should have be called Miska Muska Tarek El Musa. <laughs> oh my god! I love perfection. I was thinking. Tariqing care of business. <laughs> what do you think? I think that's really strong. I think so too. Drop a comment. What would you have named Tark El Musa's how to memoir? And also, maybe, fun- maybe you should have called it Musa Vibes Only. Oh. <laughs> also, just like another important fact that I think we absolutely have to bring up here Jackie and I have met Tariq El Musa at the LAX airport. We did. He was in security. It was right after, it was 2018 because we were traveling the globe. Yeah, and I think we we saw him with the duffel and we said, do you think he has a gun in there? Actually, it was 2017. It was the year of the breath. So it was right after. T-Y-O-T-B. So it was right after Gun Gate. Yeah, that's why we were extra excited. Yeah. Extra titillated. I have a picture with him. I have to find it. I probably could. you found it in the past. Have I? I know I took it on Snapchat and I think like my caption was Tariq. So search Tariq on your phone. Oh, that's an amazing idea. The phone search feature is getting incredibly smart. Oh my God. So funny. Except of course I was looking for my meatball recipe last night. I searched um, ground chicken and it didn't come up. I have a million screenshots of like various news stories about Tariq El Musa. I have an Uber where my driver's name was Tarek. Obviously, I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. Um, oh, I have a COVID test result that I screenshotted, and the physician's name was Dr. Tarek. Um, no, okay. I mean, it, it would take me a while. I have to go, you know. What year you said it was? 2017. Oh, my phone only goes back to 2018. Damn. Hmm. No, it doesn't. Sorry. I will find it. And I, oh, wait, here, wait, we're nowhere in Nashville. I'll find it and I'll post it on my Instagram. Oh, by the way, there's another article talking about his steroid addiction, which um, he started taking steroids after facing testicular and thyroid cancer. And oh. the steroid that he was taking was testosterone. On top of that, he was taking HCG injections every day because he was told to. So, yeah, the addiction was to testosterone steroids. Damn. Yeah. That's why you got to read people's book. It's so true. People are layered, mm-hmm. some would say. Are you ready for our next story? You mean am I ready to move on from a story I've waited six years, eight years for? Excuse me. No, I'm not, but I'll find a way. Yeah, we can always come back dirty to your show. Don't worry, I will. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for our next story then? Yeah. I don't know how to start the next story without asking you profusely. Okay. Um, no, just like a, next, a segue in general. Oh my God, just say this. It's not story. about this particular story because oh, this is uh, a cause to celebrate. Kristen Juszczyk lands an NFL deal after creating the viral jackets for Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes. Kristen Juszczyk has landed a licensing deal with the NFL. The representatives from the NFL confirmed to Page Six Style that the organization has penned a licensing deal with the designer as first reported by Sportico. Kristen, who's married to Kyle Juszczyk, signed a contract with the football league for an undisclosed amount that will allow her to use NFL logos on her designs okay so i think a lot of people were hoping that this would happen we spoke at length about how it would really be in the nfl's best interest to really capitalize on the moment they're currently having with like young women um and give young women an option for like sports clothing that aren't fugly sorry there's nothing out there for women that isn't like truly embarrassing and heinous and if there's one person who could do it it's kristen use but in order to legally sell and distribute official merch with NFL logos, team logos, team colors, you have to obtain a license. And the NFL is like notoriously stingy. I think there's like five companies in the world that have the license. And her getting one is huge. I wonder what she's going to do with it. I wonder if she's going to continue to make like bespoke high-end one-off pieces, if she's going to start like a direct-to-consumer retail company. I don't know, but this is huge. This is huge and a huge step. One small step for Kristen Ushak, one large step for women kind yeah but I would also like to see her have a line with NFL shop yeah I mean that I think would have been like the more obvious route for Kristen specifically like long term this is a better deal for Kristen that's true that's true also Zach told me because I was talking to Zach about this last week how Kristen like needs the, or the license, license. Or whatever he said that Aaron Andrews has a women's collection with the NFL shop and like that is their Women's line. Women's thing. Like, oh, women, you want clothes? Like, wear by Aaron Andrews. And I hadn't looked at the stuff until now. Because he was like, you should look at it. It's cute stuff. Is it? Some of it. Some stuff is cute. And, like, you could tell they're inspired by, like, the reworked type of uh, apparel. Official women's gear at the NFL shop. They have, like, denim jackets with the logos on the back. Like, it's it's... It covers... What I'm seeing, I don't know if this is Erin Andrews, I'm just looking at women's, it's fucking heinous. But
1: do but you see the ones the with like thing. the
0: lace, co- like... No, uh, I must be looking at the wrong thing. Oh, here, by Erin Andrews. Oh, it's better. Yeah, it's better. It's and not, I'm, sh- I'm sure maybe there's like stylish. some... stylish. clause where like they actually couldn't do this same thing with Kristen because they do it with Erin Andrews. It's not. It's not amazing, I can't lie. It's better, but... It's not great. It's not amazing, but Erin Andrews isn't a clothing designer, right? And Kristen Yuschek is. So I don't know if she's gonna like start raising money, if she's gonna start a whole ass company. But I think by next NFL season, she could be up and running. And given the momentum, like this is huge. Like she could really like be at the beginning of starting like a billion dollar company for real. Yeah. It's a, it's like kind of the most amazing thing ever. I wonder if her and Taylor have chatted, because as far as I know, Taylor didn't order. Brittany did and you know Kristen being the savvy businesswoman that she is threw in a jacket for Taylor. Oh you think? Now I the way I I mean you might actually And actually I don't even know how I know that. I might have just made that up. What I think happened is Brittany's worn the things a few times. I'm sure Taylor was like I like your coat and Brittany was like I'll get you one. Mm, My friend Kristen makes them. She would love to make you one. I don't know why I just assumed that like Brittany ordered and she threw an extra one in the box. Oh, that it was Kristen's entrepreneurial spirit that was like, here's one for tailored. Yeah, I, I really don't know why, why where I saw that or if I just actually made that up. I feel like tailored complimented Brittany and Brittany was like, mm. oh, I'll get you one. That's classic friend stuff. Yeah, yeah all the yeah. time. Like, I'll i do handle that for, it. I do that for you all the time. If you like something, I'm like, Turdy, I got you. Oh, by the way, have I gotten like a bunch of boxes? Not a bunch. I have like so much stuff arriving at your home. Just the one stuff of like the the outfits. But then have you opened any of it? Yeah. It's in your room. Okay, But like I have something coming. Don't open it. Who's it addressed to? Me. So don't open any of my boxes. Okay, Just like tell Zach because he just opens boxes willy nilly around here. I have to tell Zach you live with him. Can you tell him? And why would he listen to me? Not you. I'll forget is the problem. That's the problem here. But come to think of it, like a toaster DM me. She was like, you have to get this for Jackie. And I did. Oh, and it's addressed to you? Yeah, but I okay, cannot. I, actually, I could just text him right now since we're like doing admin in the I middle want you of the show. To, I want you to open it on air. Oh, wow. Please, It was like from an Instagram ad. I know it's never showing up. Check order status. Sign in. I Oh, my God. I totally got scammed. What is this website? Oh my god, so exciting. I ordered some kids clothes from a website that looked fake, but it wasn't. And they came and they're super cute. Okay, they're making me log in, but like I don't have, oh, I totally got scammed. I have to call the bank. And the toaster who scammed you. Maybe it was her company. Her heart was in the right place. You don't think she set up a fake website to trap you? I don't. That's good. You want to hear something so funny? Always. So, I I need to check the dates. I got an, I guess I had totally forgotten, but in October of 2022, let me get you the exact date. What are you going to wear for the Super Bowl? Like pajamas. I kind of need Kristen Yuschek to make me something. Oh my God, I mean, it is a dream, but I feel like she's like kind of busy. Oh, yeah, she's probably making outfits for all the wags for the big game. At least she has two weeks this time. Usually she only has one week. So, October 6th, 2023, I placed an order at the Taylor Swift merch shop for 1989 merch. One week ago, I got an email that my order had shipped. <laughs> Well, that's, and it still hasn't arrived. But people know when, like, that's her thing. Like, she... I had completely forgotten. She doesn't produce until after the orders are in. It will be three months. Yeah. Well, that's, like, I mean, that's good. makes me feel good about if our merch ever takes a little bit. Me, too. Our merch takes, like, two to three weeks. Which it says and, on the site. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish we could do it faster, obviously. But, like, Taylor's over here making me wait three months for, like, a $300 order. I'll survive. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel better too. Are you ready for our next oh, story? Can I alert you some drama? She's not ready always. Okay. So it's so funny because we were just talking about this a few days ago about how TikTok and like the the nature of TikTok celebrities so interesting because you really every now and then somebody blows up and what you do we were saying last week with those five minutes will set the tone for and we said Alex Earle did it very well and Emily Mariko really felt like she didn't really capitalize on that she kind of just wants to live a quiet life and be like a major content creator which is great. She did her first like businessy thing this week. Farmers bag totes. Farmers bag totes, Jackie. Oh my god. People are rioting. So it's it's an extra large canvas tote. Okay. It's $120. Ooh. And it comes in two colorways. It doesn't really have any, like, you know, special features, you know, storage, cup holder, whatever. A lot of people are comparing it to the L.L. Bean bag that everybody uses for their farmer's market, which I think costs $19.99. So people are rioting against Emily Rodrigo, Emily Rodrigo, what's her name? Emily Mariko, um, saying, you know, not only is this out of touch, she doesn't care about her fans because she's not like the type of creator. She doesn't like respond back to people. They're like, you ignore your fans and now you're making us pay $120. Like no one's making you do anything. Calm the fuck down. And this conversation that's being had, now people are like, well, why would people support Emily Mariko when she doesn't interact with her followers ever? Like she ignores her followers. That's what people are saying now. And this is like, all because she released a bag and I just think it's like the craziest conversation being had like she really doesn't owe anyone like a response she's just putting out her content and again like she released a bag would I literally ever spend $120 on a bag that looks like that no but if you're a really big Emily Mariko fan like that's what it's worth to you I guess and no one's forcing you to buy it just don't buy it just don't buy it it's nice looking and by the way both colors are sold out well, yeah, but then people are like, well, it was sold out. So obviously, you know, we don't care. But people are like, well, she could have just said it was sold out. Like everyone's being really trolly to Emily Mariko. It's because they can't get to her and they're mad. It's by the way, they can't get to her. And I I pray to God she doesn't respond. Like just keep being your unbothered queen. Yeah, and it's like if you're not going to respond to like everything up until this point, all the positive, whatever, don't respond now to the negative because then it will just breed more negativity because they're like, oh, that's how we get your attention. Yeah. Just keep doing you, Emily Mariko. Yeah, also, like, Emily Mariko is not L.L. L. Bean, you know? She doesn't have access to the type of... It's made in the USA, and, like, yes, $120 is a lot, but I imagine she, they're they're not costing, you know, five cents to make. Like, in this economy, like, that's what things cost. Now, 120 yes, she's probably making a nice little profit, but it's not, like, the way it used to be where, like, a canvas bag costs 10 cents. Like, she's trying... I know she's making it in the USA. She's making it, you know, ethically sourced queen. So that plus the Rushed economy... canvas... Plus, you got to think about the economy. That's what, you know, the economy. Stone wash, 10-ounce brush canvas, 12-ounce duck canvas base and handles, 100% cotton, made in California. By the way, that's also, like, with our merch prices have went up in, like, the last couple of years. And it's not because we're, like, greedy. We want to make more money. That's literally, like, everything's gone up. Things cost more now. Things cost more now. So, like, that sucks. Inflation. Mm-hmm. I do miss the days when we could sell a sweatshirt for like fifty dollars. Two plus two equals sock around here. So two plus two equals crew neck. And the cost of a sock—it's staggering what it costs to make a boot these days. Uh, it is, and you know what? War is hard. War is hard. <laughs> life is war. The Lebanon is a machamah. The life is a war. Ain't that the truth? Now I'm ready. What number story? Three. You and you better. Oh, yeah. You better get ready. Oh, my God. I actually think if you have something to say, maybe you should say it now. And you should say it well, because there are $100 million podcast deals up on the table. Oh, go. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes' Smartless podcast is going to SiriusXM for $100 million. Now, let me tell you why this is so interesting, and I chose this story. One, I love to, you know, monitor the podcasting landscape. I really, really do, especially as it pertains to Smartless. But two is that, you know, these once-in-a-lifetime podcast deals, we hear about them all the time, obviously. Joe Rogan, $100 million, Spotify, $60 million, Call Her Daddy. They're once-in-a-lifetime, you know? You get them and, like, you're set. This is Smartless's second big deal. They sold to Amazon three years ago for $80 million. Between 60 there, was, and 80 It was a three-year deal. The three years are up. So now they got another deal for 100 Like, when we were speaking of jealousy, jealous! Yeah, this is... Wild. It's also good to know the deals are still happening because I think there's a lot of discourse around, will Spotify keep paying Well, Spotify is done with those deals. Yeah. So what's going to happen? They've released Armchair Expert. They've released Emma Chamberlain. And it's not a... um, Statement performance. On, it's not because those podcasts are failures. It's because those deals accomplished what they needed to accomplish. They spent like a billion dollars over the course of a few years to get people listening to podcasts on Spotify. They accomplished that. Like people are listening. Now they don't need these all these Spotify exclusive podcasts. Like they Accomplish their goals oh I don't uh, do you know that for a fact that that's no that's what I think that's I just I think. feel like companies don't operate like that where they're like this is enough for us I feel like they're not done until they have a hundred percent market share so I feel like the investment versus the return on investment the numbers didn't math oh so you feel like it was a performance thing yeah not that the shows didn't do well enough I'm sure they did really well but just that not well enough to justify these numbers Interesting. Also, Spotify oh. had major layoffs last year. Like, I don't think it's because they're doing so, oh, we hit our goals. Oh, that's actually a fire point. I don't and know. And I feel like they had big layoffs in the podcast department. I do feel like it's easy to look at certain shows and see if there was a payoff. Like, I feel like Joe Rogan, that was their biggest investment, hundred rumored to be a $100 million. I think that probably is... Paying off in spades. Yeah. And you can, it's pretty visible on the charts. Like he's, I, sure, he's, if he's the biggest show in the world, he's going to be the biggest show on Spotify when he's only on Spotify, but it's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. No, but also like you're still hearing about the show in the zeitgeist. I do feel like when Armchair Expert went exclusively Spotify, I stopped hearing about the show. Yeah. Which isn't good. Yeah. But I think that podcast is just so big. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know enough about it or its listeners. Now, let me say back to Smartless. Am I jealous of the 100 million? You guys have no idea. However, am I jealous that we started a podcast with two people and not three so that if one day we get a major payday, we to split it three ways? Because let's say now they're all getting 33 million. They all live in California, very high tax. They're getting 15. That's insane. And that's over three years. This is a three year deal. So, five million a year. Okay, I'm really not jealous. No money. I'm not jealous. (laughs) Take it back. No, I'm cracking up. Yeah. Okay. Poor. (laughs) It's giving. This poor party. It's giving poverty line. (laughs) That's how you can make yourself feel better. But it says to me, Turdy, we're in the right industry. Keep working hard. Yes, of course, of course. But now I just, okay, now I'm like comparing. There's so money if, in podcasting.
1: By the Even way, and that's like,
0: look, Joe Rogan got the same deal, 100 million. He keeps it all for himself. Like, that's insane. No, and I think there's elements to Joe Rogan's deal that people don't know because we don't know how long his deal is for. He does still have ads on his show. He's making, it's way more than 100 million. I agree. I agree. But it's just interesting. Also, Joe Rogan doesn't seem like the sort of girly who's like, oh, here, Variety, here are all the deal points of my deal. I think, no. you know, they just worked with the information they could get, but they don't have all the information. That's a, actually a really good point. I always find it really interesting when people do big deals, when you don't find out how much the money is. I think that's A, so much smarter, like who's trying to get robbed? And B, it's somebody's business. And C, it's usually because it's a lot more than people are speculating. Like it's because it's kind of gauche to share. Yeah, it's I, I agree. To the deals, share. the deals where you don't know, or it's like rumored. Even that old Amazon Smartless deal between sixty and eighty. Like when there's a vagueness to it, fascinating. Yeah. And when when it's when the number is outright a hundred million, like the SiriusXM deal, that's because everybody approved it. Like we yeah we want everyone to know it's a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to you can it's your choice to keep that number private or not. Right. So if it's public. It's because the the talent the Smartless guys wanted you to know. Yeah, it's I like guess they're, things they're, it's, could. It's almost leak. like they were talking to us directly. Oh yeah, it's like oh you said SmartList is over party. We'll show you SmartList is not over party. Yeah, a hundred mil. You say a hundred mil. I hear five. Totally, and that you assume that they split it third, third, third. Yes, it's I, not was like gonna br- Jason. I was going to ask you. Okay, I was going to ask you that question too, but it's equal work. Like every they each pick guests, they each interview. Jason is definitely more like the captain of the ship, but that's no. That's just I, like I a personality thing. Yep, I I think it would be insane if they weren't. It would be equal insane. Partners. And maybe like trouble at Smartless, Yeah. And I think like their proof is in the pudding. They've been this trio for many, many years and they're still having that success. And you really could not have stable success like that if there was an imbalance in the dynamics. Totally. I'm so happy for them. So the deal keeps the podcast widely available but brings perks to SiriusXM subscribers and could possibly encourage more to join SiriusXM like. You know, you guys yeah, special yeah. shit over there. Sirius is now, like, entering the podcasting game a little late. But um, as, like, the biggest radio company on the planet, they should have been doing this a lot sooner. But now they have, like, a full-ass podcast, like, team department, etc. Yeah, they also have other podcasts, such just Jack and Will, Bad Dates, and Owned. I think they're part of the Smartless world. Oh, Smartless has other podcasts? Or XM does? Oh, well, XM has a million podcasts. Yeah, they Tinks. have one. It's, it's Me Tanks. <laughs> Let me see what this is. Just Jack and Will. Who's Jack? Me? Jack. Just Jack and Claude? Just Jack and Will with Sean Hayes and Eric McCormick. Oh, I guess that's oh. their characters. Spinoff. Spinoff. Yeah, so the Smartlist Worlds. It's SNN. It's giving good guys, probably it's podcasts, SNN. redheads. Yeah. Smartlist News Network. SNN. Anyways, congrats, grads! It's always congrats. nice to see people doing big things in the world of podcasting, and that's just titillating news. It is titillating news, and we need to work smarter, Turdy. We need to work smartlesser. Yeah. So, feeling motivated. Hashtag motivated. Love. Hashtag hustle. Hashtag the grind never sleeps. Ever. Hashtag smartless is not over party. We spoke the too grind may... Main- the grind may never sleep, but I do. Yeah, maybe we'd be more successful if we could get up earlier. Actually, maybe we would if we like got this podcast out at eight a.m. Should we? Should we try it one day and see if our numbers are like? I like that idea. We try it. We'd have to try for like at least a week, I think. Yeah, let's do. It. Let's do it. So Ugh, what I ta- hate waking up early. Like, what time do we record then? Six a.m. That's ungodly. Maybe six. I agree. Actually, six is better for me. Well, let's discuss offline. We're working smarter, not harder. Actually, like we're, we're also so- harder. <laughs> we're also, like, we're still people. We could, by the way, by the way, by the way. Night before? Yeah. If I had a studio in my house like you did, it would be much easier, but I could come here at night. Okay, let me see what time all these stories went live. So, Tariq El Moussa was 7 a.m. today. We would have missed it. That's the thing. Like, news comes out at like five in the morning. Like Today's show, GMA. Kristen Yushek, we would have had. Smartless came out yesterday or Monday. Late. Old news. <laughs> uh, this next story came out this morning. And then. Okay, but think about nights like Sunday night. We were up what? Till 11 watching football. What? We recorded at midnight? Maybe not on Sundays. Right. <laughs> We'll talk about it offline. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the rest of the stories. That are brought to you by Taylor Farms. Claudia, I, I am know. brought to you by Taylor Farms. Taylor Farms Chopped Salad Kits deliver the freshest, best tasting salads to eat at home or on the go across North America. Taylor Farms is a family owned company on a mission to create healthy living through fresh, delicious food. Mission so accomplished, cho- Taylor Farms. Their Chopped Salad Kits fi boring in every bag with over 30 flavors so I feel like salads in a bag they get a bad rap they do and that's because other companies be they're putting crap in this bag like it's not fresh it's not premium these salad bags first of all I have like 15 in my fridge right now I'm like in my salad era and I'm very specific about salads especially like the level of chopped the level of chopped Taylor Farms salads in the bag are first of all so good I love their flavors of course I love the Caesar I also love the citrus um they're chopped. Like I want my salad to be mulched. Like I want it so tiny. It's so chopped. They have such good flavors. I had two yesterday, one for lunch and one with my dinner. I sent you a picture of my lunch salad. It was the most gorgeous thing. Like I look like a Kardashian eating salad. If you want like perfect salads at home all the time, like this has changed my life. They are pre-washed, pre-cut and they're ready to enjoy. So sometimes when I'm like so hungry, feeling like an animal. I will eat it out of the bag. But if I'm trying to be like a nice girl, I'll I put played, it in the Oh my gosh, I played in mine. I did the dressing drizzle. Turdy. I was living large. Purchase Taylor Farms chopped salad kits wherever you like to shop. It's available at all major grocery stores. Just a good thing. I'm on my health journey. Always good to have in the fridge. It, it could be the whole meal. You can add protein to it or you can just put it on the side for like, you know, you have a meal and a nice little side salad. That's what I did last night. I made meatballs and I had my Taylor Farms salad. Tailored Farms. I had my Travis Farm salad. Tailored Farms. Okay, speaking of tailored, you guys, things are, there's drama. Is there? Like, sort of. Universal Music looks set to take all of its songs off of TikTok after a breakdown in talks over the social media site's licensing agreement. In an open letter, the group accused TikTok of bullying, adding that they only wanted to pay a fraction of the rate offered by other platforms for the catalog of millions of songs. However, the Chinese-owned social media platform called this a false narrative. So while Universal claims a social media platform with more than 1 billion users accounts for just 1% of their revenue, the move will result in many of TikTok's users' favorite artists and sounds being removed. So seven out of the 10 top 10 artists of the year are with Universal and their musics would be coming off of TikTok, including Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Drake, The Weeknd, Bad Bunny. SZA, SZA Ariana Grande, everyone. Lana Del Rey. Now, you, TikTok, as of this morning, I believe all of you Universal Music Group's music is off TikTok, like it's, it's fully started. TikTok released like a shady little statement being like, we've managed to come to deals with every other record label, I don't know why UMG is being difficult. UMG is the biggest. Um, If I had to take a side, I'd probably side with the artist. I do understand TikTok saying, like, the value of the... TikTok is a promotional tool. So the value of that is worth something in addition to, like, us paying you, like, a streaming licensing fee. But at the end of the day, like, you're using... This is a billion-dollar company, TikTok, using copyrighted music. And, like, you have to pay. That's the law. And also, if TikTok didn't have access to all of this music, the app would be crap. It's true, actually. They need the music, too. And what makes TikTok so awesome is that you can use any sound. And, and like, it started yeah. with, like, dancing and lip syncing. So true. Without music, what is TikTok? I know. And without TikTok, like, what are, how are people going to promote music? Like, for real? Reels. Reels, Come yeah. on over. Shorts. Like, this is, I feel, an avoidable thing. They really need to figure this out. Like, this is bad for everyone. It's bad for TikTok and it's bad for the artists at UMG. Yeah, but the artist I think UMG and the artist will be okay and I think TikTok will be okay. And maybe TikTok changes now and they, maybe we do get more unknowns. Maybe it winds up being good for smaller artists who aren't with a label. This this story if I was an independent artist like I'm jumping for joy. Like it obviously creates more opportunity for somebody who's not locked into a deal like this, but like the way the app exists now, it's like they both need each other. Universal Music Group they need TikTok. The artists need, Even the big ones. Like, you need TikTok. It's a, it's a part of, like, the ecosystem now. And TikTok needs that music. Who needs who more? I think UMG needs TikTok more. I think TikTok needs UMG more. Oh, okay. Because there are, like, other promotional... Wait, they could go back to the old ways of, you know, of doing it. There are other social media platforms who are willing to play ball. Yeah. And if it's all the music... I do want to say, though, and I would be very curious if there was, like, some data released. TikTok in the last, like, month or two has really kind of changed their MO. They're they're becoming, like, a, a shopping platform. And all of the content, there's a new tab. They're really boosting videos that are selling products, because, you know, you can have a shop on TikTok, you can sell other people's, it's like, almost like an affiliate, you make commission, and it's really fucking annoying, like, it's insanely annoying, all the content I get served, now, I had to block the the hashtag, hashtag TikTok shop, because every video was trying to sell me ramen noodles, like, insane, annoying, and people are really annoyed about it, because that's not what people come to TikTok for, and it's, it's like a big change that hasn't ended up being good, it's like, annoying, and, between that and now losing, like, a huge music provider. Like, the app, I feel like, is really changing in a bad way. I think that's good. I think it's good, too. Like, TikTok had too much of a, you know, chokehold on the culture for a while. And there, and it's... To our detriment. To so the detriment of society, of course. Like, people are glued to their phones and stuff. But just the things that have come out about, like, the things Mental that TikTok health. platforms. No, and the anti-Semitism and mm-hmm. horrible. The Osama bin Laden, like, okay, yeah, maybe yeah. we should take a step back from TikTok if that's where it's led us. It's very, very So I very, think the app true. self-destructing, love that for them. I kind of agree. Like, I love the app more than anything, but I agree. Come on to real, start a loop. If you love something, set it free. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story that's going to lead into our TV recap, which is really just a yes. TV recap? yeah lala kent thought rachel levis aka raquel was gonna go bag groceries and wouldn't have reached out if she had a crystal ball so we saw last night on real housewives of Vanderpump rules um that's pretty much what the show's turned into yeah lala reaches out to raquel because she feels bad after what she saw on the season but then lala went and watched what has, happens live last night looking unbelievable yeah i couldn't get enough of her face and her hair i agree her face looked amazing and her hair the style. She basically, she basically said like she reached out to Raquel because she felt bad. But then Raquel ended up going on Bethany's podcast and like saying all these things and then launching her own podcast where Raquel – I mean, Lala thought like this was going to be the end of Raquel's public life. And so she wanted to like wish her well and just like make sure she was okay. But it turned out like that that wasn't the case. So she kind of regretted that whole thing anyway. Yeah. And I think we all thought that after she went to the mental health facility that she would go back to her hometown and be Rachel and lead a life yeah. outside of the public eye because clearly the limelight and – the This wasn't good lifestyle was not good for her and it led her to make really poor choices. So, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on the Vanderpump Rules episode. I do feel like beginning filming before Sandoval returns from his reality TV show competition filming was an enormous mistake because, like, say what you want about him. The show is beyond uninteresting without him. I didn't need an episode without him to be honest like there really wasn't much to even recap but I do wonder because this thought did cross my mind and I'm curious what your thoughts are did you feel like Lala reaching out to Raquel like Raquel was you know she said Raquel was on her heart and she just wants to reach out and check in um do you feel like that was genuine or that was you know Lala kind of seeing after the Vanderpump Rules reunion a lot of like the conversation and the public opinions kind of turned being like damn like have we taken this too far sounds like Raquel maybe like could do something dangerous like Do you feel like that was Lala trying to mitigate any sort of criticism or she genuinely felt that way? Because I really was not seeing the comparison between Lala's situation and, and Raquel's situation. I understood the comparison, but even if it was Lala being swayed by the public opinion, like maybe it took the public being like, whoa, For her to be like, whoa. And it's not necessarily... She doesn't seem like the type of person who does things so that she could be America's sweetheart and the fan favorite because she doesn't do those things. She doesn't do anything or say anything that she doesn't believe. So Mm -hmm. even if that's what influenced her coming to this decision, I don't think it was in any like inauthentic way. And maybe it was just in a positive way. Sometimes it takes seeing something from the outside. But I do think that in that moment where she was like, I only have Tom and if I turn against Tom, I have no one... I think that there was something that she related to in Raquel that she hadn't experienced up until that point. And when she described it, I could understand when she's like, I know that feeling. Okay. Um, Let me ask you another question Who's your least favorite person on this show? Well, it's Tom Sandoval. Well, honestly, he's not even my least favorite. Like, he's at least entertaining. Like, No, I can't listen to him speak. It's it's upsetting to me. Even before oh, Skandaval. Like, when he's, like, doing the most and the most extra. Oh, like, by the way, before Skandaval, like, I could not. Now it's, like, fun to watch someone self-destruct and be so delusional and narcissistic. For me, it's Tom Schwartz. I can't stand this man. I don't think he's funny. I don't think he's cute. I don't think anything he does is kitschy. Him being like, hey, Ariana, welcome to Tam." Like, I hate this man and i just like i want him off the show like that's how much i hate him yeah yeah and it's like he never took accountability for himself and just never like came out of sandoval's shadow and now he's like no i'm not sandoval don't put me in the shadow it's like you're the one who stayed there you're the one who tied yourself to him and made every decision and let your marriage go to shit because of him and now you don't want to be associated with him No, and I think a lot of people are like, damn, Katie's so mean to Schwartz. But, like, I understand her on a deep level. Like, imagine being married to that and then finally being free and getting to, like, say everything you've ever felt. Yeah, and now he sees what you've been trying to say for years and it's like, go away, loser. Completely agree. And it's only because things turned out so bad for you. It's not like you came to this realization on your own. On your own. And it's like, even when Tom was doing the things that have gotten him, Tom Sandoval, when he was doing the things that have gotten him canceled, for lack of a better word, Tom Schwartz knew about them and he aided and abetted. It's not like the wool was pulled over his eyes and the friend that he thought he was wasn't who he was. He knew. I also do find the dynamics of the female relationship so interesting. Yeah, because it's like they're all close yet they all have underlying tension. No, and like for those four, I feel like for so long, Ariana and Sheena were best friends and also lala and ariana were so close they literally like had an affair so when they sat at the table and lala was like i feel like you know so weird i feel like you don't like me and then when they were basically saying like it's it's katie and ariana and then sheena and lala like i was shocked no and then it's also sheena and katie and ariana and no i'm sorry it's also lala and katie have a best friendship and sheena and ariana those are the closer ties And then secondary... No, I feel like they were saying primary was Katie and Ariana. No, they're not primary. Sheena and Lala, like, live together and, like, are such close mom friends. I feel like the tightest in that group right now is actually Sheena and Lala. Right now, yes. But they've also had issues, remember, with the... Yeah, Lala's very close with Sheena and Katie. And Brock. And Sheena's very close with Ariana, therefore... They're all close. But there are these it's two... complicated... Two strains of Katie and Sheena who kind of beef. Kate. And Lala and Ariana who kind of beef. Which I didn't know. Yeah, but it's all there. Like last season even. It, they've had... They, they There are like high highs and low lows with them. Yeah. It was like kind of a boring episode. Like I don't even know what to recap. Like- yeah, it was just sort of like setting the table for the season. It was nice to see everyone. But I really feel like... The way Scandaval, like, we were so caught up in it. Like, I have completely come down from it. And it's kind of it's so true. weird to watch some of the stuff. And what I found most fascinating is Ariana said that Tom wanted to buy her out of the house. But she doesn't feel like she should have to move. What? I didn't know that either. Oh, and I wanted to say, like, I have sympathy for, like, their living situation being not ideal. But their bedrooms were unacceptable. I'm sorry. What gr- Grown people can't live like that. Their bedrooms were unacceptable. The texting through the assistant. But... Tom saying that he wants to buy her out kind of changes everything. I thought the problem was that he was refusing to buy her out and refusing to sell the house, leaving her no option. Her only option would be to sell half of the house, a new roommate for Tom. Right, which is like not a real thing. Yeah. If he wants to buy out of the house, why wouldn't she leave? Why would she want to stay there? I mean, I guess it's like it is a good investment. That's the thing. They bought it like a while ago, and the valley's so poppin'. And they're actually really responsible for like a lot of like co- like the Valley Village becoming a cool, young area. It's honestly, actually, I kind of feel her. Like, why should I be rid of this decent investment that I worked hard for many years ago? I actually kind of feel. So that. he should buy her out at the price that it's worth now. Oh, I guess. And yeah. to have her life she doesn't back. Want it. And the peace. Yeah, and instead to be living with the person you hate most on the planet. Yeah. And I guess like. You Priceless. really want to stay there because it's filled with such bad memories. Filled with bad memories. You were staying there where you were in a couple and you were settling down. And, and now that's not even your life anymore. Like. Yeah. Why would you want to be there? I don't know. I, you couldn't. Like as long as he would pay minimum what she put what into it. What's worth minimum no and what it's worth now yes we could argue over that they could probably reach an agreement on a price there's you couldn't put a price on the freedom yeah get me out of here i am looking forward to him coming back like i'm sorry he is the most interesting point person in the show right now and i did think this was going to lead to raquel coming back that lala sending the text that was my my only suspicion was like lala was sending this text because she's like oh this show's boring we need raquel back they need something yeah, but Raquel's not coming back. She didn't answer the message. Yeah, and I, I don't think that she should, honestly. Well, I'm if she's going to so- live a life in the public and do a podcast, she should be on the accompanying reality show. That's fair. But I'm not even, I'm not really desperate to hear or see from her. Like, to me, Tom is more interesting. He's so delusional. He's insane. He's got, it's almost like, I. we've always said he's like this horrible narcissist, but what has happened to him in like the last year is jaw-dropping, honestly. And to me, he's, the most interesting person in the world right now. Like, everything he says is insanely stupid, insanely wrong. He's the biggest narcissist on the planet. Like, it's fascinating to watch. Yeah, let's see what, how he's going to play it. Right. Oh, my God. Long episode today. Yeah, it's late. Oh, my God. We got to get this episode up. If only we woke up at 6 a.m. <laughs> You guys, thank you so much for listening to the Toast Monday Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So, if you're watching us on YouTube, please don't to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So, that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeart, Radio Box, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us, the Toast, leave five star view about how beautiful, standing, and wiggly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Love bye. ya, Bye.